wonder what's out there in the universe beyond what you can think or imagine. There are wild places full of visions that you've never imagined. And actually, you can't imagine. But that's good because it gets even better. You already possess the life you could be living within your wilderness of dreams. And not only can you attract the wild places into your life, you are supposed to. So buckle your intergalactic seatbelt because you are about to go for a cosmic ride. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life. A huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad to have you back for another Kinetic Belief Law of Attraction podcast. Kineticbelief.com is the website. Kineticbelief at StephenCanyon.com gets an email to us. What's up, Megan? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's happening with you? What's happening? <laughs> Just oh. All kinds of good <laughs> stuff. Back for another uh, rock and roll day here. I'm excited about the manifesting topic today. Yeah, manifesting beyond your wildest dreams. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, do you dream a lot? Ooh, uh, no. I mean, I'm sure I do. I don't remember very often. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think everyone dreams, right? <laughs> I don't, but I don't you just remember. don't remember them. <laughs> Have you ever had a recurring dream? Something? Yeah, but they were never of... like good. Those were usually bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Like when you're a kid, you know. Uh, But other than that, no. Mm -mm. And I have to say, I never buy into my dreams too much because I can always sort of trace it back to some weird event (laughs) that day that triggered it. Really? Yeah. So you're you're one of you kind of dissect your dreams and look for. Well, it's pretty. It's pretty literal and you know derivative of my day. So it's like if I had a a cheeseburger, then I'll probably dream about a cheeseburger. It's not very Mm. deep or meaningful. So, you know, and, and I'm just thinking that you know, there, there is a one idea, one thought mm-hmm. that goes, uh, dreams are just unresolved emotions. So if you're dreaming about that burger, maybe because you didn't finish it. I don't know. I mean, I really you didn't resolve it. Maybe I, I don't dissolve it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It. Exactly. No, I mean, I think I think it depends on the person because I think there are people that dreams mean a lot and their dreams are, in, mm. you know, that's a way that they process things spiritually. And then I think there are people that yeah, that's not quite it. I think we're all very different. Dreams are real and dreams have a purpose. And, you know, we're kind of all over the map when it comes to trying to understand what dreams are and what we should even do with them. And then, of course, there's daydreams. Yeah. Do you find? And, and I used to escape school with daydreams. I mean, I would just, I would just take off and sure. I'd just fly away. And, and next thing you know, you've got, you got the, um, um, the teacher, Steve, Steve. Steve. <laughs> you come back Steve. to reality. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> oh, where where am I? Yeah, I definitely daydream a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you still? Oh yeah, absolutely. And just about any video of me as a kid, it's it's me just kind of off in my own mental world. You can you can tell. So so yeah, I think daydreaming is a lot more powerful for me personally. What about wildest dreams? I love that phrase. Yeah. Wildest meaning. Yeah, you're th- it's a dream either while you're sleeping something you've never had before and it's just super fantastic, incredible, crazy beyond anything you've ever thought of before. You ever you don't you probably haven't had anything like that. <laughs> just just from the way we started off now, I don't have dreams really. So okay. Not at what about night, your wildest yeah. daydreams? Yeah, no, I mean I've I've had those my whole life. Absolutely. I'm always dreaming of more, wanting more, just imagining the possibilities and but I have to say that is something that I do think you have to protect 
expect a lot more the older you get. Hmm. I think I think they come easier the younger that you are. So I mean, you know, just being aware of it and protecting them, hanging on to them, making sure that you're not being, uh, you know, watered down, basically. You ever dream of flying? Yeah, I've had flying dreams. Without a plane? Yeah, I've had flying dreams. And I have had a... It's not mm. like I have, all my dreams in my whole life have been boring. I mean, I've had a few that were incredibly significant. But it's not often. Flight. Dreams of flight. When you're flying around and you're just... It's just you going through the clouds and over the land. That, that, those are the best, yeah. aren't they? I think those absolutely represent um, that you're having a mentality of freedom. That you're experiencing and accessing. I used to have a recurring dream and... I don't know what what significance it there was to it. I mean, I had it over and over for years. Yeah. I would have this dream, uh-huh. and it was in a forest on the okay. side of a mountain, and there was a cabin, and I would go, there wasn't a trail to the cabin, but I would make my way through the forest, through the woods, along the side of a mountain, and the cabin was always just there, basking in this sun sunlight coming through the canopy, and of of, of the top of the trees, and around the the cabin. Mm-hmm. Flowers of every imaginable color. And it was just a place of radiant beauty, flowers, sunlight, floral. And, you know, I never went into the cabin. But it was a place. And and I just, for some reason, I had that dream so many times in my life. sounds so peaceful, though, doesn't it? Just It's like it represents an ideal, a way of life, really. Oh, it always always felt felt a certain, always felt good after having that dream. I love that. So, yeah, what a topic today. I, I got to tell you, in just preparing for today, I've had the most fun probably of any of our podcasts. Uh, and, that's, and that's saying a lot, but then again, it's not because I, I say it all the time with, with every, <laughs> like every one every of day. them. But, you know, think about it. manifesting beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. And that's possible. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to take us to a place today to show you exactly how that works. Because when you get into the law of attraction, in the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen, we're actually talking about a, the, the universe coming in to meet our imagination with the substance of our heart's desire. And so we're getting over into quantum physics, a place where we're creating something that's just beyond our event horizon, just beyond what we can actually see or imagine. And your heart's desire is always going to be just beyond the best thing that you can from the highest viewpoint imagine to see. Well, and this is an interesting topic because we talk so much about in order to manifest, you have to be able to imagine something, visualize it, to see it. And this is almost going beyond even that. You know, it's, this is something that is so grand and so over the top, it's even better than, than the thing that you're focusing on. So I'm going to be interested to see how we're manifesting something right, that we're because, not even considering. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that we actually, where we start, that is, we start from the place of imagining something. And that's usually going to come from your experiences of what you've observed through practical experiences and practical knowledge and practical wisdom, what you've, what you have witnessed and what you have seen. And that's just a starting place. And that's why I tell people all the time, you know, yeah, go ahead and, and create that highest viewpoint from a place of holistically viewing your, your body, your mind, your soul, whatever it is. And, and you start there, but now recognize that this is just a starting place. Because as you begin to uh, stand and believe for and attract through gratitude what you are wanting to see show up in your life, you're actually drawing a substance to that thing which is greater than what you can imagine to see. And that's what you want. You actually want it to be better than and bigger and, and finer than what you've experienced already. 
Because think about it. If we're creating a future life based on our past life, where are we really going to go? <laughs> Around the wheel we go. You know, we're, we're really, yeah. we're just remodeling what we've already seen. So we're just cleaning up the mess we've been in. Yeah. But to grow and to grow into new places or beyond the event horizon of your own personal experiences, that's what the law of attraction does. And that's an interesting point that you just brought up because um, recently I found myself really avoiding people from um, my past and even my recent past, but not for the obvious reasons of, oh, they were toxic. I had to cut them out of my life. But those sometimes you just need a break because you're trying to achieve a higher level of manifestation. And those people, it's not that they represent something bad, they just represent access to the person that you were, that you used to be, that you're trying to change. And, you know, you can circle back to those people after you've, you know, sort of, I guess, come out of the cocoon or something. (laughs) But that's an interesting thought I've been having. Are you familiar with the movie Where the Wild Things Are? Yes. Isn't that great? The book, too. Yeah, the book. You know, there's only like 300, uh, just over 300 words in the entire book. They did a great job with the movie. Oh, I think so. I mean, the representation of the of that childhood experience, reading that book, oh, so, so good. They've sold something like 30 million copies of the book, yeah. and they they did an opera. Didn't they? <laughs> out, of the, out of the book. I mean, it's just gone in so many directions. Well, and, and if, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, the, the movie, the book, it's about a, a boy. This little boy that uh, dressed up in this wolf costume and he ran around his house and he's, he's just terrorizing everybody <laughs> there. And, and uh, so they sent him to bed without dinner. And that was his punishment. Yeah. But then in his bedroom, things kept getting a little crazy and his, his room turns into a jungle. And then the next thing you know, the kid, he's sailing, he's sailing to an island that is inhabited by a bunch of beasts that are known as wild things. Mm-hmm. And so, well, they, they end up making him king. And he has this amazing time on this island playing with all of the wild things. But then he starts to feel a little bit lonely and he decides to go back home. And of course, all the wild things are sad that he's leaving. But then um, when the boy returns to his bedroom, he discovers a hot dinner waiting for him. (laughs) And the reason that I like that story so much is because it reminds me of what our lives can be. Yeah. I mean, going to bed without dinner is is a great parable for the way most people's lives are, because there's this sense of always being in trouble. You know, I'm you're you're trying to pay your bills on time. You're, there's one deadline after another. Even on holidays, you're doing your best not to be late for a meal with the friends or the family. So we're going through life, and there, you know, all you want to do is play, and you just you're expecting, and you're seeing yourself doing the best thing. But there's then there's this condemnation that follows you around. There are the judgments. There's offense, and there's fear and anxiety, and all those things. And but there exists a place within all of us. There's a place where your wild things are. Things that are bigger and better than anything you can actually think or imagine. They're just, you've never imagined a wild thing before, <laughs> but you have a desire for it. And so that's what, I'm, what we're talking about. There's a place hidden within all of our hearts to be discovered. And the treasure map that will lead us to our wilderness dreams, it lies within the substance of things that we're hoping for. And that is the evidence of things that are not yet seen. 
So I just think that that is a great place for starting today. Absolutely. In, in our journey to go out beyond our wildest yeah. dreams. I love the point that you made that so many of us do walk around combating the idea and that just that sensation that we're in trouble. And why do you think that is? I mean, not that it matters, but I just think that's an interesting observation and fear. very true. It's always going to be rooted in fear. Yeah. All those things that, that I'm talking about here, condemnation and judgment and uh, being uh, having anxiety and just af- afraid that you're not um, uh, rising to the occasion, whatever it is, even if nobody is, is condemning you, you're doing it to yourself because that's what fear does. Mm-hmm. Fear is, is contraction. Fear is the opposite of expansion. And so fear makes you want to run. It makes you cower, makes you feel guilty that you're just not um, you're measuring up to the expectations of everybody else. So it's, it's yeah. just a, a sad way to go through life. But most people, that's how they live. This is such a cool topic, manifesting beyond your wildest dreams. And I like that you just really took us into this realm of childlike imagination, childlike faith. Because, you know, what is childlike? It's, it's to- no, no inhibitions. I mean, you're totally free. You're, you're, you're uninhibited and you can just imagine anything that is possible or impossible so easily. I like that we've started there that today. Well, I grew up as a, a child actor on an NBC television series. It's called The Scrunch Bunch. And I have to tell you what I loved about doing that show is that it was for kids. And so we were so heavy into the imagination. I mean, that's where we begin in this life is imagination. And as most successful kids shows are, we just, we pretended to put ourselves into situational comedy, just all kinds of crazy situations and things like a Piccadilly jokes and funny things that happen in the kitchen or a restaurant that uh, you can only imagine would, would happen. Fast motion running around in public while everybody else is just walking at a normal, normal pace, things like that. They were just crazy. But the reason things like that are so delightful to us is because they entertain us by entertaining our imaginations. And that's natural. That's part of advancing the mind and the body and soul. That's how we come into this world. We're born creators with an imagination to create the original source that makes us delightful and, and delighted. It's the imaginations were created to be used and not ignored. But somewhere along the way, condemnation begins to move in as we mature and become adults. And all of a sudden, we start worrying about what other people think. We're, we're feeling guilty, always feeling guilty about not being there or being there or going to bed too early, or staying up too late, or not eating right, or eating right too often, whatever it is, guilt just follows us around like this rain cloud that won't go away. And so to become a successful kinetic believer, a successful at using the law of attraction, the first thing we do is go back to those original imaginations and start enjoying the thought, the thought forms of those wild things that all of us have that are original to us. You know, this is so fascinating to me because we, we talk so much and we focus so much on how to manifest, how to attract, the, you know, the how-tos behind the law of attraction, really. But, you know, if you don't get this first step of imagining something so great and so vibrant and so beyond the life you're living now, then you've you've sort of messed up the process before it's even begun. So I think this is really fascinating. Um, do you think it's difficult for most people to imagine a life that's vastly different than the one they're living? I think it is because most people, again, they look around to decide what it is that they want to imagine. And when you do that, you, you're just an imitator rather than a creator. You're seeing what other people are doing and you're going, okay, that's what I want. 
when it's not really what you want. What you want is the original source, that original uh, you within that makes yeah. you uniquely different. And so unless you can get back to that place of trusting in those unique imaginations and trusting in that wolf suit that you put on and, and gone into the, to the recesses of your, your bedroom, as it were, and to imagine just flying away to that, to that island of your wild things, that's where you have to go to find the original you. And when you get to that point, then that's where you begin experiencing your best life. Isn't it interesting just how we, we all just hesitate to believe for the big thing? I mean, there's we've got nothing to lose to believe big, right? And yet, when we first approach the law of attraction, you know, instead of saying a billion dollars, we're like, eh, I think I'm going to try for like 50 grand. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, sure. but it's just interesting how the gut reaction of us, um, that wild dreaming has been really tamped out in just such a real way. And re- And I think it's something like what you're describing. It's almost like you can reignite it. Like it's a, it's a fire that can be relit within you. It, it is. And it is something that should be relit. It, and I'm so passionate about this because this is something that exists within all of us. And it's something that has been stolen away from all of us. But you can go back to that and you can find that thing, that spark that made you excited as a child. And you can carry that over into a mature form and fashion mm-hmm. As an adult to begin to enjoy life again. Look, each person's world of dreams are only dreams because they're located on the other side of your event horizon. But this is why people go through life feeling lost and frustrated and confused about their purpose. They know that the substance of some kind of wild thing, something different, something unique and wonderfully exciting, they know that it already exists. You know, I'm not we don't tell somebody something they don't already know. They know there's something else there. They just haven't seen it. And you see, that's the frustrating thing. People know that there is more to themselves than what they're now seeing, even though you can't see it or for most people, they can't even imagine it. You just know that you know that you have a better life than what you're experiencing right now because you can taste it, but you know it and, and you know it tastes good, but you know, it's, it's just not there. You can't see it. You can't feel it, but something is touching you. It's exciting you. What is it? Where is it? Your intuition tells you just to keep searching. Your feelings are erratic and they're trying to get you there. But as soon as you feel buoyant with anticipation, here they come. All these negative influencers, they show up just to rob you of your treasure. That's why there is so much sadness in the world today, Megan. That's why there's so much depression and you hear about it and you read about it. This is the reason anxiety and depression is so epidemic. When you don't imagine to believe, but live by and feel by and emotionally respond to all the false narratives of what you're hearing and all of this stuff that you're looking at and seeing, and you go day after day through life, not pausing long enough to dress up as the wolf or the fairy princess of your imaginations. And when you don't get away from the shadows of fear long enough, to believe like in the wild thing, and you do it to fly from the window of your soul into the night of your dreams, you do this to locate the island of your heart's desire. You do this knowing that, you know what, it's, it's out there. And imaginations are just waiting for you to show up and be grateful for your kingdom. The purpose of everyone, the, the purpose of you, those things are there. They exactly where they are supposed to be. And they've been there since the moment that you were born into the natural. So this isn't something you've got to just conjure up that it doesn't already exist. And yes, they are wild. 
and they are beautiful. And no one will ever understand their beauty but you. But now here's the thing. You see, you're the key to the lock, and you're the only one who can fit into the unique role of your personal kingdom. That's why, that's why you're driven on the inside, and you know you are. And you have wings that just need to fly. Look, people work themselves to death trying to replicate what already is. Souls longing to locate the adventure within themselves. And they mistakenly replicate what they see. And sadly, creators are becoming imitators. And so rather than create, people compete to take what they just want. And they covet and desire what they see others having. So here's what happens. Created beings right there in the middle of their natural experience, they grow weary of the fight and they give up and they sink into depression and into a listless life. Every person, now listen, every single person has a knowledge within themselves. Your inner thoughts are half of quantum symmetry equation. Your dreams are an echo of the original source for imagery that soothes and satisfies your soul. And there's a reason for that. But unless you fall in love with yourself, an emptiness is going to fill the vacuum that all along was meant for your wild things. You already have a healthy body for adventure but it's been crippled by the disease of fear. You already possess a mind capable of wisdom, but it's been starved by by feelings of inadequacy. Here's the thing. You are the captain of your soul, and you possess sound advice for navigating the rolling seas on an adventure to your island inhabited by wild things that you adore and that adore you, but you can't be heard for the noise of the world around you. You possess a soul that's already full of laughter and joy. For all of these years, it's been delighting in your purpose of discovery, but its its thirst has been quenched by the dust of time. And I'm not picking on any one person here today, but, but because this has been true for every unique individual being on the earth, those so-called one percenters, I'm telling you, they have found enough remnants of their personal kingdoms that sure, they've gained more altitude than most people, but even so, there is still far more to every person's spectacular journey, far more than that which has been revealed. Far more is available right now than any dream could begin to paint, but there still remains this fantastic ending to the beginning of every person's story. And you don't have to go anywhere to begin. You've already arrived. You just simply need to step ashore. And the moment that you determine to purposefully imagine from your highest viewpoint, your best interpretation for your mind, for your body, and for the delight of your soul, and you do this by creating a thought form for each image and by journaling the blueprint, journaling the vision to capture your wild thing, as it flies by. I like that you're talking a lot today about purpose because I think that's one of the crippling, most crippling parts about getting older and getting deeper into life is that pressure of finding your purpose because it seems like such a huge commitment, right? When Before you've really chosen a purpose, found your purpose. And one of the things that surpri- I remember so vividly um, when I was 18, 19, 20, and, and one of the most shocking things 
about about becoming an adult was how difficult it was to know what that purpose is. It's because when you're a kid, it seems like you you grow up and then you get to be something and it's so obvious to you. But that's actually a difficult part of this process because there's so many possibilities and so many influencers, you know, pushing you in one way or another. Well, the reason it's difficult is because people are trying to, they're overthinking it and they're trying to do the part of the law of attraction. There's two parts to symmetry in quantum physics. Your part is to, you know what, look, I I'm willing to do whatever it takes to live a life in my purpose. That's your purpose. That is all we're supposed to do. Instead of trying to plan our purpose and plan our five our five years from now and 10 years from now, you will plan your way right out of your purpose if you do that. Get out of the way of thinking beyond today. And what your purpose is, your part, my part, all of our parts in being successful in this life is to avail ourselves to success. And say, you know what? I'm not going to be led by what I see, feel, hear. I'm not going to be led by the senses. I am going to be led by what I believe to imagine to see in my life. And I'm going to open myself up now to the serendipitous moments that are going to come my way, the contacts, the people that are going to come into my life, the the phone call that comes. I'm not going to plan to... to um, uh, receive a call from from ABC. I'm open to receive the call that's supposed to come to me. And there is a world of difference between those two things. And so it's difficult for the people that are trying to imagine all of their purpose in life. You come in contact with your aptitude. What do you like? What do you love? What makes you happy? What how what's the big vision that you see for yourself? And don't get involved in the semantics and the details of it and crossing all the T's and all the I's. That's what the world tells you to do, but it makes you un- happy and you'll be a sad person if you do that. Um, how do you push yourself personally to to take your imaginations from, uh, I guess, just the standard issue, imagination and dreams into this realm of wild, you know, these wildest dreams? How do you push yourself into that higher plane of, of dreaming and imagining? Well, I fall in love with myself. Fall in love with who you are. Fall in love with the essence of your unique difference. Not your, your similarities. And don't, com- not your compar- don't do comparisons with other people. Get out of the, the competition mode. And look within to fall in love with who you are and the unique person that you are. And then you hold that thought form and continue to do that and celebrate your differences and edify that and encourage yourself and champion yourself to do that because that's just half of the equation. If you do that and do it successfully and meditate to stay in that place, regardless of the bad report, regardless of the bad news, regardless of the financial picture, none of that stuff matters. What matters is that you stay in that perfect place of harmony and in agreement with that. And by doing so, you're opening yourself up now for the universe to respond and to rearrange your circumstances to come into agreement with your perfect place. What's the wildest dream that you have um, manifested in your own life? <laughs> like something that you, yeah, in, at the beginning, well, and I mean, just something I that, mean, yeah. you know, when you started it, it did seem maybe like it was one of the craziest things. Like, mm, oh, this crazy, is insane. This wild. is over it, the top. Yeah. You know, I think that probably, and, and still to this day, I get really emotional when I'm playing through a piece on the piano that has come to me through the universe. And to me, that's a wild dream. Mm. And sometimes and it, sometimes I actually am so overwhelmed by the emotion and feeling of something that's unique and original that in the middle of the piece, and this is when I'm off playing by myself and just to the world around me. And I, I, I just have to stop playing because it's just so emotionally overwhelming. And to me, 
that is experiencing one of those wild things that I've uh, imagined early in life. That's beautiful. I can imagine that that would be just epic. You know, such a, a deep feeling of, of satisfaction knowing that, that you're being really just a vessel for this, for this in creative inspiration. Um, I want to talk for a minute about age because as we get older, I think the, the idea of starting something new, becoming something more and better. Uh, we read a statistic recently that said that, of it was 41. Most people give up on being physically fit and healthy when they turn 41, which is incredibly young. Um, and I think that's true mentally. You know, I think as you get older, you do get the sense of like, you know, the twenties are gone, the thirties are gone. Um, how do I, how do I start something new? How do I become something better when I don't feel like I, I have a whole life ahead of me. The way most people are going through this life, I'm surprised they make it to the age of 41 without throwing in the towel. <laughs> They're doing it the wrong way and it's yeah. exhausting. It's depressing and it hurts and it's painful. And I feel for people that are suffering through this life, trying to do it that way. And, you know, as they're aging and they see the, the calendar coming and going and New Year's Eve after New Year's Eve after New Year's Eve, it becomes overwhelmingly sad and depressing because they're looking forward and dragging the, the negative influences of their past with them. And they're just heaping uh, on their shoulders and their back and it's weighing them down. If you can imagine carrying all the negative influences in life on your shoulders and the weight of that, by the time you're 41 years old, how do you even get out of bed in the morning without doing something about that? Kinetic belief and what we're talking about today, going to that place beyond your wildest dreams, you're actually going back to the beginning. You're not going into the future. So regardless of your age, you're refreshing yourself by unbecoming all of those negative influencers to go back to the original source, that beautiful person that you already are. And so you're unbecoming the weight of negativity. You're unbecoming all of that stuff that's accumulated upon you from all those decades. And so it's actually a renewal of life. And you're going back to begin to express that and to fly away and to, to live joyously and in harmony with your perfected purpose. Wow, that's wonderful just to imagine that, to imagine that growth still being possible really at any at any stage in your life. And and as you're talking, it's it's a theme that keeps coming to mind is excuses and how it's excuses are going to always be the death of these wild imaginings, having these wildest dreams. Um, how do we continually and consistently kick excuses out of our mind, our thoughts, our words, because that's something that is, I've always found excuses to be very sneaky. Uh, cause you know, the, they kind of coincide with physical things, mental things, uh, kids, schedules, age, whatever. And we, it's amazing what we can legitimize in our mind. When you're going back to original source substance, and that's where advancing your life is found. It's the same thing as going upstream. You're going against the current and you cannot do this successfully without having some kind of buoyancy and the buoyancy for the successful law of attractor is going to be through kinetically journaling. You're journaling your best vision, your highest viewpoints and those thought forms so that you can hold on to those and advance through life. And here's how, here's how it works. When, when you sense it, when you see it, when you are imagining to see your best life holistically, you immediately inscribe the word that comes to mind in your journal. Write just one word. You don't need to write a story or a long any synopsis of anything. Just write down a word the desire, write it down as an established conviction, an article of faith. It's the word that chooses you, write it down. That's going to be the seal that binds your treasure map. And then what you do is you unfurl your 
quest and expand your word to become a sentence. And you're going to go back to this. And this is what you're doing in a daily practice of this. Expand your word. Let it become a sentence. And then look for your sentence to become a sentinel over your days. Dream it. Believe it. Desire it. See it. And sail toward your wild thing. Then the lens of your heart, where the quantum substance of what you've been hoping for, it begins moving your kingdom island toward you. You see, you're on your way now. You've begun to attract the kinetic vision to rearrange the circumstances of your life. And you keep running and you keep climbing around to play in the jungle of your belief, and it'll transform the walls of your life to fall, revealing more than you can think or imagine. Trust in the journey when the waves begin to rise. Delight in your differences when the wind becomes furious. Trust in your desire when you've lost sight of the land. Meditate the thought form of gratitude. Be forever mindful of your personal event horizon right there at the edge of your wildest dreams because that's the place. That's your island. It's moving toward you with the wind of your purpose at your back. Your most amazing life is found beyond your wildest imaginations. And now here's the thing. In quantum physics, the paradox of all of this is that you attract something bigger and something better than anything that you could actually think or imagine. And so the beautiful thing about the Creator's plan for all of us is that just beyond our personal event horizons, there is a place where the wild things are just simply waiting for us to believe. You're using a phrase today that I don't think I've heard you use before, which is maybe you have, maybe I just missed it. Um, but personal event horizon, uh, can you expound on that a little bit for us? Yeah, what I'm talking about there, and, and we, just because we're really talking about beyond our wildest dreams, and that's where you find them. And what I'm referring to when I say event horizon, and, and that's actually what you have around a black hole in physics, and that's what it's called. As far as you can see, that's the event horizon. Just beyond that is beyond it. And so I believe that we all have our own personal event horizon that is just beyond the wildest place that we can get to in our imaginations and thoughts. And so that's what I mean by our own personal event horizon. Wow, that's really interesting. That's a That's a very cool concept because it almost denotes that you are, in a sense, your own world, your own universe, and you're creating all these things and all the happenings and everything that you're constructing is sort of swirling around in you and uh, in your, yeah, I like imagining that you're your own, you are your own universe and, and you have that event horizon that's, that's subject to you. That's yeah, really cool. Just beyond it, that's where the substance of our heart's desires rests and lies. And that's what the law of attraction is going to bring into our lives. Do you think it's possible to manifest something that you're not necessarily imagining the specifics of? Uh, for example, let's say you just want to imagine because you don't, because sometimes we don't know what to ask, right? Like sometimes we don't have the specifics because we don't, our heart's desires can be a mystery sometimes. So can you manifest something that you don't necessarily have all the pieces that, that you can focus on yet? Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. And that's the whole point of this is that the law of attraction, if you get out of the way of planning what you're going to manifest, you start by imagining to see what your your best th- uh, desire is and then expect something that you didn't expect. Expect it to, expect it to be better 
than what you can imagine. Again, going back to what I was saying earlier, if we detail our best version or vision for ourselves, we're, all we're doing is remodeling what we've already seen. So we're not really going anywhere. We're just living a, a round-robin kind of life. If that's all we're doing is just improving upon what we see or desiring what we see someone else to have. And that's the wrong way to go about this. So absolutely to your question, and absolutely a firm yes, that's how we successfully manifest a better life by advancing the mind and the body and the soul to a place we've never been able to imagine beyond our wildest dreams. That's how kinetic belief works. I love that that as a topic because it's really going to push us to go beyond uh, the car, the house, the thing that is so tangible. And I think, you know, it's almost like this is pushing us into another realm. Um, what do you think? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it that's seems absolutely that way. correct. That's right. You're, you know, we are talking about another realm. You know, there's a singularity and then there's a plurality of of uh, creation. And in again, in quantum physics, well, here's how here's how kinetic belief works. In physics, the kinetic energy of an object. It depends on both its mass and velocity, okay, with its velocity playing a much greater role. Now, we can go back long before modern science and quantum physics and the actual theory of forms or theory of ideas. It is a philosophical theory. It's a concept. It's a a worldview, and actually it was attributed to Plato. And what it says is is that the physical world is not as real as timeless, absolute, unchangeable ideas. Isn't that cool? In other words, what we're seeing in the physical world around us, that's not the real thing. In other words, the physical world that you observe to see is not as true as someone's conviction is, as someone's uh, subjective belief is. So according to this theory, ideas in this sense are translated as forms. And they are the non-physical essences of all things, of which objects and matter in the physical world, they're just merely imitations. So what's important to understand is the first law of creation is called the law of kinetic belief, or it's convictions. It's what we believe to see. The law of kinetic belief doctrine, which I founded, is based upon my observation of particle physics. And it states that everything in the universe is moving to or resulting from a like kind through motion. So your thoughts generate energy. Your observations and imaginations, they all generate energy. It's an actual, there's an actual substance to what you're thinking. It's not just some whimsical flyaway thought. It's, it's tangible. And that energy, according to quantum physics, it attracts mass. Everything in the universe that has mass was created to form according to a preconceived bias. So in other words, before the Big Bang, there was an idea for design. Everything with mass is made of the same stuff. A particle called the Higgs particle contains within it an imagined blueprint for design. So energized particles attracted by your thoughts, your imaginations, those wild things that are waiting for you just to show up and believe, creates a circumstance according to your belief. So the God particle contains the blueprint. And, that, and it does not change. And it attracts particles for formulating your imagery. And this is the unchanging universal creative process. And the profound thing here is, is that there are as many different forms in the universe as there can be imaginative thoughts. 
So it, it's something wonderful, or what some would say miraculous, begins to happen according to what we believe or imagine. So when we imagine something as being true, either by sight or through the senses, or simply because we just choose to believe it, regardless of the way things may appear, we kinetically sustain that belief. And we're not asking ourselves what we should believe, but rather we are demanding through a conviction that we choose to see Particles of mass begin moving to and resulting from the substance of that belief. Wow, I really love that shift in perspective uh, for me personally, which is is that the the physical world really is the liquid. You know, it, that's that's ever changing, that's flowing, that's that's changing constantly on every possible quantum level. Um, and the spiritual, the thought, the mindful world is the real one. So differentiating the physical from what really is reality is I think very important because the physical is the thing that's always screaming in your face. I'm real. Look over here. This is your reality. This is your truth. And that's not it. And we, we already know that, but to, to really say it and to really um, sort of admit that, that this is not reality. Um, I think that's huge. Well, Plato, Plato said that how, however long ago that was. Right. And that is so, and I love it when you say, you know, the, the, it's liquid. And that's a great way of looking at what we see now because it's, it is a fact of physics that the, the one particle, uh, the, one, the plus one particle in, in the positive particles in the universe, the, the Higgs boson particle, which is, or the God particle, that creates a drag on particles as they streak by. And imagine a biased particle when it goes through that. Uh, it's like it's like swimming through molasses, uh, the liquid uh, plane of creation in the universe that gives form, creates mass to particles to create a form to an expected outcome. And so your thoughts that have substance is a blueprint for something to be seen. And that is the reality. Like you said, it's not what you're actually seeing now. That's just the fantasy of yesterday's ideas and beliefs. Yeah, and this is this is also making me realize that we've we've talked many times about the importance of meditation but this really is showing us why it's so important because what you're experiencing in that meditative time is probably the most real thing you're going to you're going to do or experience in your day because that that place that you're going to in meditation that's the reality that's, that's the reality wh- that's where everything is real and eternal and that's where you really live. The substance of your imaginations and the substance of the words that you are speaking, are that is the reality of your tomorrows. That's what you're creating with. The thing that you're going to experience next year, it's going to be based on what you're believing today. What you're living and going through today is based on what you believed yesterday and the words that you've been saying, the things you've been talking about have manifested, and that's what you're seeing and it, it is in a liquid state, and nothing is nothing is as it seems. Then the reality is always going to go back to those meditative thoughts. I love that concept that you know the you six months from now will thank you <laughs> for <laughs> for starting today, for believing this today, and and being willing to to go on this journey now today. That's why it's so important that you imagine the good things. Stop talking about the bad things. Stop re- uh, 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 focusing on and meditating on and. Observing negative source energy. Turn off the news of the day. Get rid of the friends that are negative, that just want to talk about other people. Get rid of all of that negative source in your life. Because, and you want to just 
just focus on the good. Look, we as creators, we are able to activate a field of energy that begins attracting the substance, literally attracting the good thing that we desire. And this is what happens when you have a sustained imaginative dream or a desire for something. Most people just kind of hope it happens. And that's the way most people go through life. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping that you know, things will work out. It is what it is and all of that stuff. Look, nothing just happens. You've got to hold on to the vision as a present belief or conviction. Regardless of the way things may appear to look, that's not the way it actually is. So we discipline our emotional state of being in order to remain optimistically convinced that what we've imagined is ours and it's already come to pass, present tense. What are you doing? You've determined that you just know that you know that whatever you desire, that it belongs to you. And you can perfect your health this way, your body shape, your love life, your finances, whatever it is that you choose. It's yours. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. You just know that it's yours. And not only that, but it's already happened. You see it in your mind. And you've been kinetically journaling your belief in proper sequence every single day. And you've been casting down those negative thoughts, those negative imaginations that just don't agree with your vision. Because you're positive, you're not considering anything negative. Listen, negativity is an idea that's born of fear. Fear is an emotional state that under the perpetual influence of contraction, positive emotions are based in gratitude. And the kinetic energy of belief is going to expand your life. It's going to add to the good with more good. You know, you've talked about this so many times, but I think it's always great to be reminded that we really are living in our residual, the residual of our beliefs, because... And obviously that's obvious, <laughs> but is it? <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like it is, Yes. but you know, just again, but speaking it and saying it, reminding yourself of that is so important because it's going to give you that ammo that you need to overcome all the stuff that you're seeing on a day-to-day basis when something has not manifested yet. Um, remembering that we're living in our residual. I just think that's so important. Yeah, and it is. And and you can't do this unless you have some kind of buoyancy to help you continue to go upstream yeah. because going downstream is everything that's going to, to try to contradict what right. you are trying to believe to see. It's a contradiction. And we've talked about it before. We've equated it with uh, magic eye. You know, you cross your eyes just enough to see those dolphins come off of the poster yeah. or the book. And that's the way you go through this. I wanted to ask you about something. I, I was thinking earlier today about a, a concept that we talk so much about leaving the past in the past so that we can become this new uh, um, imagination that we're working on. And I was thinking about the concept of not that not that conversations are detrimental in general, but I found myself having some conversations that, like I'm saying, they're not they weren't negative, but they just felt old. They felt kind of old and they felt kind of stale. And I, I found myself wondering, you know, is this affecting my progress? You know, is this ca- going to cause me to sort of stagnate because it just felt like an old conversation. And I don't know of another way to phrase that. I know it's I don't know if I asked that correctly, but. Well, yeah, and I think that's a great question because we do live lives that are just going round and round yeah, and round. Yes. We keep saying the same things, doing the same things, and what we're always creating. 
Everything that you say is creating something, even if it seems like it's a non-tangible and it's just a conversation. What you do with your conversations and the things that you're saying is you immediately step back and go, okay, is this positive or is it negative? That's a good point because there's no middle ground. There's nothing. There's no neutral. Is this forward or backward? Is it forward or backward? And is it positive? Is this a positive conversation? And you can quickly come up with the answer to that if that's how you ask yourself the question. And so I guess in that moment, you really just have to take control of the conversation and make it something new and make it something fresh and make it, you know forward thinking you know somebody's listening to this going gosh i can't micromanage my conversations <laughs> yes you can <laughs> you already are you're choosing what to talk about so don't come up with these lame excuses take yeah. control of your life do the right thing the positive thing and advance yourself to live this exquisite life life is too freaking short for you to throw it away with excuses absolutely and that he just made a great point we're already making these decisions millions of decisions are being made right. all the time. You're already doing it. So just redirect those decisions. Take control. I control. love it. Yeah. Control your thoughts and your ideas. Discipline your thoughts and the rest will follow. Yeah. And this is great. The wildest dreams thing. That's a, that's a wonderful um, visual for us to have. And I love that you started with the, um, you know, just the visual of the, of the kids in the room and um, imagining their adventures because they were locked in their room. I was, I was thinking, though, anytime I got punished and I was sent to my room, I was never bummed about that. <laughs> like, I never felt like that was punishment. I'm like, oh, no, I have to go, I have to go in here with all my toys and, and games. And, oh, yeah, send me, please send me to my room. I saw you throwing a ball across the room just so you can go to your room. I'm going to my room before anybody yeah. even tells you to go. Exactly. I'll be in my room. I'm going. I'm going I'm in there. Going. I'm going. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> exactly. I've been very, very bad. Yeah, I don't. I should. I should go to my room, right? I should probably go. <laughs> you guys have a good, a good family dinner. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, it's so exciting. Life is amazing. Mm. It really is. If you make it amazing, and you can, absolutely, everybody can. Every no one is inept. Nobody. There's nobody that has come into this world into the natural without the ability to do the things that we're talking about, and that's the thing. Your wildest dream held in a thought form causes a quantum fluctuation which result in quantum tunneling. And when you have an unwavering desire that you're holding there and you're imagining to see it, it's you're not being double-minded about it. And the substance of your wilderness dream is creating a quantum bubble. And so when you create a thought form, when you put on the imaginative costume and you don't care about what anybody's thinking about the way you look or what you're talking, how you walk, none of that stuff, and you don't care about that, and you don't care about what they say, there is a delightful energy to your desire that then results in quantum supersymmetry. Quantum supersymmetry is the standard model in physics which says that every particle has a partner or its own antiparticle. In, in quantum supersymmetry, every particle also has a supersymmetric partner particle. What that means is the, the highest viewpoint of your wild thing is one half of a supersymmetric partner particle. The partner particle is your treasure island. Listen to me. That is your play. It's your personal island where all of your crazy, colorful, wild things are. And they are attracted by your desire. They are held to form by the universal God particle, by the Higgs boson, which stabilizes your universe. Your universe. You are a creator. This is within your, uh, the realm of your possibilities. Without the stability 
of quantum supersymmetry, your treasure island would collapse upon itself. But that isn't happening, and it's not going to happen. How do I know? Because you still have desires. So we know your purpose is still living. Your island is still there full of wild things that are alive waiting to see you show up. And as long as you are living, you have the desire, regardless of you. I don't care if you're 120 years old. Well, I do care. Congratulations. (laughs) But if you're 120 years old, you still have the desire. You've got the substance which creates a particle vacuum to attract your wild things. The vacuum you're believing to create, it works for the law of attraction through quantum tunneling to attract your desire, which then stabilizes your expectant dreams by manifesting through the kinetic belief of your journey. So in the simplest of terms, listen, whatever you are hoping for in life, in its highest thought form, you will escape through your window into the open night beyond the life you're now experiencing and fully into the life that you're supposed to be living. You know, we started off the episode today. you, You just told us that so many people feel like they're in trouble all the time and they have all these deadlines and that is so true isn't it and that's what this is what is going to set us free from that round robin way of living and i think it also today has shown a bright light on all of this misinformation that we're fed about money and about banks and mortgages and credit scores and the things that that pe- that we're told matter so much as if as if they're our identity and they're not. And I just, I love this childlike mentality where, you know, your life is your own and it's whatever you can possibly imagine to make it. I just think it's it's really beautiful. Well, you got to have courage and you got to have courage to unconditionally love yourself, yeah. fall in love with yourself and your purpose and your ideas and so your dreams true. so that you're not beating yourself up if, if you're late. In fact, there's no such thing as late anymore. When you show up that you're just on time <laughs> and, and all is well okay. in your universe, all is well with you. You can do no wrong because it's you. Uh, Walt Disney said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Mm, it takes courage. So true. you got to love yourself. and you got to be courageous enough to do that, to not care about what other people are negatively trying to put on you anymore. And then just affirm that every day and say those things out loud. You cannot think a negative thing while saying a positive thing. And let's just affirm what we've been talking about right yes, now today. Just it. say this. Say, I am agreeable. I'm agreeable. To everything that I attract. To everything that I attract. On my dream journey. On my dream journey. I have the power to travel. I have have the power to travel to where my dreams live to where my dreams live i advance my mind body and soul i advance my mind body and soul through my creations through my creations i am grateful for the satisfying fulfillment i'm grateful for the satisfying fulfillment of my wildest dreams of my wildest dreams i am glowing i'm glowing i am radiating beauty i'm radiating beauty i'm radiating wealth i'm radiating wealth i am radiating it toward me i'm radiating it toward me i have greater portion in me right now. I have greater portion in me right now. It is my divine destiny. It's my divine destiny. To be crowned king. To be crowned queen. Of my dreams. <laughs> of my dreams. My dream of living. My dream of living. And my my dreams are breathing. My dreams are breathing. They are here. They are here. And each miracle. Each miracle. After dream miracle. After dream miracle. Is manifesting. Is manifesting. In my life. In my life. 
Yes, kings and queens kings of and our queens. universe. Isn't princes that great? And princes. Master of the universe. <laughs> Mastering your universe oh, all I love around it. you at all times. Wow. Perfecting so, it, perfecting the mind, body, and soul. And you know, one of the best ways to do that is immersion. And and I think that's absolutely required. Don't you I mean, just mm-hmm. this idea that daily it's meditation is one thing but then you need to be immersing yourself in materials written materials journaling reading blogs you know this podcast is a wonderful way i mean it's a daily podcast you get something fresh and new here every single day but remembering to immerse yourself every single day in this mindset is going to absolutely supercharge that that velocity behind that manifesting power. Uh, get the materials and keep uh, keep stirring yourself up in all these truths, and because you, you're going to have to reprogram yourself, and so that you're not knee jerking your way through this anymore, and absolutely. and uh, responding in like kind to negative source energy, and that's going to be the test right out of the gate. People are going to show up and try to offend you, especially those that know what buttons to push. First thing you do in your meditative practices is get rid of those buttons. They don't exist anymore. And you imagine yourself to be free from those thought forms that have been negatively forming you into this, this, this person that you know you're not that person. And so you get away from all of that and you get rid of all those buttons. Nobody can push them anymore. You become the the puppet master of your own life. Wow, so powerful. What a wonderful episode today. This has been awesome. Um, I wanted to talk, spend a little extra time today uh, covering some because we have so many new things on the website. So I just wanted to go through a few of these items that are great tools, great resources, some of them free. Um, and we're actually shipping anywhere in the world right now, which is so cool. That is cool. Isn't that exciting? We've yeah. literally added every possible place you, that wow. you can ship to. So I'm just going to go through this, this short list here, Steve, and uh, let's just mm-hmm. discuss each sure. one. Okay. Um, so the first one is the Find Your Purpose worksheet, and that's actually a free resource on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, find mm-hmm. Your purpose worksheet it's quick it's easy let's talk about that what is that yeah you put a pen to it and you are you are meditating from your highest viewpoint what your purpose within is what why are you here what makes you happy what do you see yourself doing and it, it will kind of guide you through that and so that you can start um, putting down the words and then a sentence and a paragraph to hold those highest viewpoints into thought form while you become grateful for that. And then the substance of your heart's desire where your purpose is concerned begins to manifest. All of a sudden you get these, these um, uh, thoughts that uh, from your genius, your inner genius that start coming to you. And, and with myself, and I don't know why this is unique to me, but uh, and, and I don't think it is unique just to me, but I get most of mine in the middle of the night. And I'll wake up at three or four in the morning and just all of a sudden I'm bombarded by all these these thoughts that are original to me and they're coming out of my genius. All of us have genius within us. And so you have to get away from the noise of the world long enough to listen and to get rid of all those ideas and thoughts that you've carved out of other by observing other people. And so that's what the worksheet does, is it takes you back to the very beginning so that you can come in contact with and fall in love with the purpose that's already within you, the unique difference of your purpose. So powerful, that Find Your Purpose worksheet. Then the next one is going to be the the all-famous 100-day guided journal. It's a total of 227 pages. Every single day is fully illustrated in uh, beautiful watercolors that are specific to that day so that you really feel like you're going on this journey as you work your way through it. Well, the reason I wrote the guided journal is to keep you from getting into, like we say, the round-robin way of thinking. Yeah. Because you can start with just the 
basics, the four or five steps involved with kinetic belief, law of attraction journaling. And then if, if you, you don't know where to go from that, what I found is most people will continue just to do the same thing over and over and over yeah, and over. It's hard to break out of that cycle. And, yeah. and to an extent, that's okay. But what you need is to completely unbecome negative source energy, all those negative influencers. And to do that, there are so many different ways and angles that you begin attacking those those substances that have, have rooted themselves within you. And you do this through a meditative process. And I'll guide you through that for 100 days so that you can manifest your best life, whatever it is, healing, finances, relationships, love, whatever it is. And so we kind of, I kind of take you by the hand and, and as a personal coach, guide your thoughts and your meditative practice for journaling your, your best life. Yeah, that's an incredible tool. Um, and I'm really excited about this one. So um, the team has converted the 100-day guided journal, all 227 pages, into a digital printable version. So you can actually go on the website and check out, and then you're immediately sent a download of the entire journal. Now, I think this is really cool because I like to reuse things. You know, I like to go through a process and then just start over. So that's, I just love that that's a new option on the website. Very cool. Technology is amazing, isn't oh, it? Oh, isn't it? Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So um, like we were saying too, with that guided journal, that can ship anywhere in the world, which is it's just so cool. I mean, isn't it amazing that we even live in a time where that's possible? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the events for a minute. So we have mm -hmm. invitationals. So those are really cool. I think invitationals are really interesting because that's always coming from, you know, the tried and true listeners and kinetic believers that are just wanting to have this camaraderie experience with other people. Well, and let me tell you kind of the history to that okay. and the way that that came about. And it's a lot like what we've been talking about today. And we understand that in when we are into the law of attraction, that we leave room for the things we don't anticipate. And so that's what the Invitational is. It, it, it is the Mastering the Universe workshop. And we always set aside some dates throughout the year that we open up for as an invitation. In other words, when a group contacts us and and says that, you know, they'd like to have to have me come and uh, do one of our workshops there. And I don't care where it is in the world. We've gone just about everywhere you can imagine. But we open those up for that substance of things hoped for so that the unexpected can still arrive. And it's one thing we put on our calendar certain dates, different places every year that we think we're going to go. And that's where we go and we show up. But then we always reserve some dates for those that we didn't even think about. <laughs> because and, Always and surprised it's, it, by that. It's yeah. beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. And so absolutely, we plan our life for the unexpected. The next event is the podcast brunch, which is one of, may, this may be my favorite. Well, I just like brunch. So. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so that's why. I have, have, have a reason for being there beyond brunch. I just love brunch of any kind. They are fun. Oh my goodness. No, it's re it really is so fun and, and it's casual, but also just I just love the atmosphere of these. The way those work too is they usually start at about 11 o'clock in the morning and so check, keep up with the event calendar and see if there's one going to be near you and uh, it's just brunch it's what it is and everybody comes together and we'll have a large room of people we have breakfast brunch together and uh, more often than not we actually will do a podcast yeah. from from uh, those brunches as well and then we have a time of, of uh, uh, speaking into your life and we kind of roll up our kinetic belief sleeves together and uh, really work on some things that, that you just can't get out of a workbook or even the guided journal. And everybody has their own personal experience and their, their journey that they're on. And when you come to these Mastering the Universe workshops, that's what we do is I can personally spend time with, with uh, the folks that are there and uh, 
gosh, it's just so much love and so much energy in those rooms. And I'm with you. I think that those those um, brunches are probably one of my favorites, yeah, too. Yeah, I just like the intimacy of it. You know, just the, the FaceTime with everyone. And it's so full of, like you said, love and warmth. And how could it not be, though? It's, br- it's, it's brunch. And, it's, and everybody's <laughs> coming together around a, a common idea yeah, and a yes. common thought. And we all are, are celebrating each other and loving each other unconditionally and experiencing life from a positive place rather than the, <laughs> taking the dish that the world's trying to put in front of us. Last but certainly not least, it's going to be the master mastering the universe workshops those are a lot more intensive from what i understand you get a lot more done in a in an evening so let's just delve into what those include well that's not a brunch and so it is intense (laughs) and those are intense let me just say that we we really do get into the the uh the the semantics the the do's and the don'ts and the nuts and bolts of uh kinetic belief and how that works and uh it is a a night it's a fiery night of of can-do attitude and everybody comes out of those with a a a new sense on uh, ability and what to expect from themselves and begin living their highest their highest form for life and most people what i have found is they go first thing that they do when they get home is they get rid of the old thoughts and their old aspirations and they replace it with the new so that you can go beyond your wild dreams and uh, and enjoy life with those wild things we're always adding new things on the website that's going to be kineticbelief.com and don't forget to follow steven on instagram he's always posting just the most inspirational encouraging Uh, posts i love i love your posts i know tonight you actually did a live video just out here on the beach that was beautiful at sunset it was beautiful sunset did you see that how the moon was straight up and the the sun's still out the moon is up and the the sky was rosy orange red fiery red beautiful beautiful so beautiful evening on the beach that's going to be at Stephen canyon on instagram well this has just been a an amazing powerful episode and i'm excited to go have some uh, dreams tonight i've decided to start dreaming well that's cool <laughs> tell me what you dream about yeah i'm excited okay uh, well thanks so much for this so Steve. much fun see you back tomorrow okay, okay? see All you right. then bye